the story of Daniel. And so let us read together. Although Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he continued to go to his house, which had window in the upper room, open toward Jerusalem, and to get down on his knees three times a day to pray to his God and praise him, just as he had done previously. The conspirator. Then they approached the king and say concerning the indict, O king, shall be thrown into a den of lions. The king answered, The things stand fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians which cannot be revoked. Then they responded to the king, Daniel, one of the exiles from Judah, pay no attention to you, O king, or to the indicted. <clears throat> when the king heard and charged, he was very much distressed. He was determined to save Daniel, and until the sun went down, he made every effort to rescue him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Almighty God, use me if and when it's necessary. Remove anything that might stand on our way of hearing you, being moved, being redeemed, being awakened. God, help us to arrive here. Open our minds and our heart and our spirit. Save us. Wherever hole that we find ourselves, stare down by our enemies of stress, confused, of loneliness, and brokenness, whatever, whatever kind and shape of lions that is looking at us. Dear God, help us. I know I'm not worthy to do this work, if and when it's necessary, use me. I want to be faithful. So I pray. It is in your mighty name, Jesus Christ. And all God's people say amen. amen. I heard a story. I'm not quite sure. I didn't do my homework to find the source of this. But the story goes something like this. Or a statement of, or a report. We are living in the most distracted time of all generations. Uh, and, and there was a picture of a lady, uh, a CEO, very high, very successful uh, lady who was standing in front of an elevator. She walked up the elevator. She had done this day in, day out. She had her own routine. And it was around lunchtime. She walked up the elevator, punched the elevator, and she was waiting for it while she was on the phone going through the meetings, the appointment. Uh, the text message and the Facebook status update, the TikTok, all of that, with all her commercial and all of that, and the elevator opened, and she stepped into it, and there were no floor. Sudden death. Because this is the most distracted time of all generations. 
People have been run over by vehicles because they are on their phone all the time. I mean, I cannot tell you how many people I honk at. Hello, hello, you smoke the green. It's been green for a while. At the same time, I cannot tell you how many people who honk at me. I'm still on the phone going through. There's a meeting coming. I missed that appointment. I double book because we are distracted. I still remember. This is not, this is not good, but, but the moment is just, just with it. I, I remember uh, driving into office one day. I was in New Orleans, and um, I see the green. I see, I see the green turn yellow, turn red, and I'm just slowing into it. And I come to a stop. There was a car in front of me. Had plenty of space between the stop, and I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I felt a little pump. And then I went out, and the car just rolled in. And, and my eyes is just so big because my daughter was sitting in the back with me. And I forgot that I taking some medicine that morning. It might be Tylenol or something. I don't remember what it was. It was, not, it was over the counter. Right? And this kind of medicine doesn't really do anything to me. But this morning was different. I don't know what happened. But I remember, I remember pumping in this vehicle. I mean, it just barely touched. But I knew. And the guy get out, come and look at me and say, are you okay? I mean, his vehicle was one of those. I think it was a machete. I, I, it was very expensive. And he looked at me and said, are you okay? He looked at his car, he looked at me and said, be careful. And he got in his car and left. And, and it's... It's the season, it's the generation, it's the time that we are living in. And here comes Daniel. He's been in exile for some time. Babylon have taken over Israel and they have taken all these people and they put them in, in a way, in a shape of life that they are told what to do, when to do, how to do it for some time. And, and if, if you go back, go back and read the, the story, there are three different main characters in here. One are the staff. There are staff. Daniel was one of three people who, um, so there's the king, and there's these three staff. And these three staff were in charge of 120 main district. Here, and these, these three staff make decisions on behalf of the king. And they are, these are powerful people. Daniel happened to be one of those three. And Daniel is a foreigner. Daniel is the kid from the other side of the track. Daniel is not from that culture. But Daniel is one of the three way up there making these decisions. The other two were local people. They know the race. They know the culture. They grew up there. And they know the people. But they have this thing called chalice. And they were so jealous of Daniel because he's different. He's a foreigner. He ain't one of us. And, and so, and so they, they kind of come together, put their brilliant mind. You, can, you don't just happen to get to those places unless you have some, uh, something uh, happen in you. And they put together these two. Listen now. Sometimes, sometimes your enemy, while they hate one another, when he come to you, your enemy will come together to try to get you. 
And it's amazing. They will, they will hate each other at all times, but when, when it's come to you because there is something about you, your enemy, all of a sudden, they become good friends. And they'll come attack you, and as soon as you're done, they'll, they'll go back to the default. Let's just go ahead and hate one another again. And these two have the same kind of attitude. They come together, put together their brilliant mind, all their experiences, all that network of knowledge and all of that. Let's figure out how to kick Daniel out of this deal. Because they just heard that the king is about to raise Daniel to a whole nother level. Whole nother level. I don't know if that's good English, but it sounds good. And put Daniel to be the king and Daniel, and Daniel will make decisions for the whole nation. I, I, you cannot really blame the guys. I mean, I kind of face the same kind of problem from time to time. Every time that I go home, every time that I go home, since I left in 91, the presence of Chinese uh, uh, folks in Tonga just become so massive. Nothing bad about Chinese. And I'm not, I'm not have anything against Chinese. Everybody want a better life. But, but I, I, I watch from my exposure to a whole different system and a whole different understanding. I watch how this is all work out. What, what is happening is that the government of China, they send out all their folks, try to influence the rest of the world for one China. And this whole South Pacific is one of their, their target in that. And so they have bought some places over there. Uh, and and what, they, the, what they will do is, hey, uh, you need a new um, uh, runway for your airplanes and all of that. We'll, we'll give it to you as a federal aid. For those who are uninformed, there is no such thing as free federal aid. There's always some strings attached to it. And when they build that, and this is, this is, this is, is plain sight in history. When they build that, they build so massive of a runway that they wonder, what size of airplane is going to land here? It's because their, their fighter jet need to land there. And what they do is, when they've built all of that, but they build a runway or they build a dock for a ship and they build a massive uh, docking uh, place where their aircraft area can park there. And, and you can read this, it's all out on line. And then, and then at some point in time, they will want an office, a representative of the government over there. And if you say no, then they say, you need to pay us all the expense we just gave you because it's not free. And so, and so in Tonga, since I left, it started late 80s. Uh, one, of, one of the, the things that uh, our late king, is because he was, he was aged out uh, on his way out, <clears throat> he sell citizenship. He just sell a passport uh, for some folks from China. And they become instant resident of Tonga. Because the king, the monarchy in Tonga, they have, it's not, it's not just fancy title. They have power. We have a true king. Uh, and so, so he was doing that for his own personal use on behalf of the whole country. And all of a sudden, we have some rest in there. It's, it's very, very funny. When I go home and I'm hearing Chinese people speaking fluent Tongan, and here I am, I'm, I'm 
you know, I was like, oh, what? I cannot say that. Um, every single village, every single island, there is a little grocery store there owned by a Chinese. And all of that are funded by the government. Because if you monopolize the, the market, you can, you can hold the whole country hostage by your power of money. Here is Daniel's up on the power uh, ladder. And here's the local over here. And, and I'm talking as one of the local. These two local that I'm talking about, they have something against Daniel. I'm talking as one of those two local. I'm saying these Chinese brothers and sisters over here, there's a matter of time they get into the House of the Parliament, and they will be the people who will vote how to change the whole culture because they have the power and the authority to do that. Can I trust a brother and sister from China to understand how Tongan culture lives? Well, money talk. And I, I mean, I'm just sharing in from a point of view of a local who have something against foreigner who coming in. Now, power of jealousy is, is dangerous. And, and, and I don't know, I hope, I hope you already get out of that business. Because that business will kill you. That business will starve your soul. That business is a bottomless pit. It, there is no amount of money. I'm, I'm just saying to you, if that business you, you invest all your beauty in that, that business will eat your beauty out. If you put all your status and your network in that business of jealousy, it will rob you of everything that you got. And you cannot, you won't be able to hear God's voice navigating your life in this noisy world. Come to the king, Darius. Darius is, is I, I don't know, it's the worst leadership skills that you learn, that you listen to. A king with all the power in the world cannot make up his own mind. I mean, it's, it's the worst thing. When, when the pandemic come, when the pandemic came, it was one of the most challenging things for pastors, uh, civic leaders, uh, all the people who are in the, it, it, when you cannot make a decision because nobody it's, it's why we experience this humongous mess is because nobody can make a decision now one of the things that I keep saying I'm not saying it was a decision but one of the things that I keep saying let's just be absolutely clear about what we do how can you not make a decision? Or how can you make a decision when you don't know what to do? Because none of the doctors really know what they want to do. None of the politicians who make decisions really know what they want. None of the pastors really know what to do with the church. Should we open? Should we not? And when we open, somebody gets sick. Should we continue? Should we shut down? Well, there's another strand of COVID coming. Should we continue? Or should we schools? And one of the things that every circle that I participate in, I say, let's just be clear. And be clear means we are not happening. Here is what we are going to do. We're going to call you. We're going to email you. We're going to send something on the mail. Or we're not coming. Let's just be clear about something. Instead of maybe, I don't know, sure, why not? 
I'm telling you because we all experience this. There is a king who cannot make up his own mind. And it seems like he finally gets to his position of power and all the responsibility of power cannot be encaged. And here's Daniel came. One of the biggest challenges that we as followers and children of God going through in this world is our identity. Everything in the world tries to change your identity. The culture tries to change your identity. The job market tries to change your identity. Church tries to change your identity. Now, if you read uh, Matthew, Matthew 5, read Matthew 5. Uh, let me just remind you what Jesus said about who we supposed to be in this noisy world. Here's what Jesus said. God bless you when you are mocked and persecuted and lie about because you are my follower. Be happy about it. Be very glad for your reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophet were persecuted too. Verse 13, he said this, you are the salt of the earth. And then he continued to say, you are the light of the earth. And then there are three things that Jesus reminds us as they say about Daniel. They tried to persecute Daniel by lying about him, tried to change his identity. And there are three things that Jesus talked about here. That is a part of our life as long as we live in this space and time. Hurt is going to be a part of it. Hurt, you will get hurt. Because if you dare to love like Jesus loved, you will get hurt. You're going to be salt. Salt, this is, this is the amazing thing about the principle of salt. Salt get out, salt get in. Salt, it's, it, it, the salt is supposed to. It's not just the way that we use salt. We use it for flavor. In the ancient day, it was more precious than that. So it was preservative, and we still use it. But here's, here's the deal about salt. You don't put salt on a potato to preserve a potato. The potato will just be fine for a while. You put salt in something that will dissolve and get bad. And what that, what that means for us who follow Jesus Christ, we're supposed to go to places it will dissolve and get bad unless the follower of Jesus Christ get involved in their life because the follower of Jesus Christ will preserve when salt get in the meat it just get deep in there salt just don't play nice on top of the meat it get deep in there and it change the dynamic from inside depth that's how preservation happen and evidently we as salt of the earth supposed to get engaged like that how did that happen in Daniel Daniel get deep did he ever engage? I mean, you don't get to be a leader of the whole nation. The three top leader of this nation, Daniel was one of them. That's as deep, deep as you get. I, I, remember, I remember somebody was complaining, man, if, if, you, if you, you, you might need to go back to uh, seminary. Your preaching is too shallow. I say, do you know what shallow is? If you want to get deep, adopt somebody. That's how deep you need to get. Because when you adopt somebody and you love somebody, you really get deep. 
I mean, my, my, I know my preaching need to get deep, <laughs> but, but, but in, a, in a complaining to get deep, if you really want to get deep, atop somebody and you now you get deep. Because Jesus will want for you to be the salt of the earth, to get deep. Daniel, get deep. And the thing about Daniel is he knew who he was. No amount of political jealousy, no amount of hatefulness, no amount of lies changed his DNA. How did that happen? We just read about it. Three times that day, he went home, opened his door wide open, poof. This is what I've been doing since I was here. And I pray. Three times a day, I crack my knee and I hit the floor and my identity is stayed the same. No matter how much hate will come my way. No matter how much lie come my way. No matter how much you try. No political system can change my identity. No amount of hatefulness in the society can change my identity. I am a child of God and that's that. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, if you ever doubt whether you are a child of God, loved by God, and be saved by God, Daniel is trying to remind you. There is no question. Now, you remember Genesis 11? What happened? There's a group of people who want to build a house and build it from here until they reach heaven. Because they wanted an identity. That's the whole deal. They wanted to be known in the world. They forgot who they are. They are children of God. And God had to get deep and get involved. See, salt, if it stayed together, it is absolutely waste. Salt needs to be dissolved. And when salt dissolves, it changes everything. And we are the children of God who've been called to go to all the world. So what I talk about this morning on the other side, there's this thing I call ketchup theology. You know those little packages of ketchup that you use in a restaurant? There is no more fun when I was going around and I'm going around with youth to step on one of those and see splash on everyone else. It's what I call ketchup theology. You just get that sweet gooey things on other people, love people, and let it stick on them. And when they are getting stuck with that kind of juicy, it's hard to get off. I just happened to walk in on this class this morning. They, some people in this class have been brainwashed by the Holy Spirit. To believe that loving other people who are not able is something worth their doing. This is a welcome home little basket. And I work with the Hope House. And there are 12 people they've been housing for some times now. And somebody heard about it. And they say, well, what would it be like if we make a little welcome home for the homeless? when they are able to have their own little space. A loaf of bread. The broken body of Christ. 
do it as often as you can. The word of God, life giving word. He's sweet like honey. If then his promise, he will take us to a place where life will be better than we ever known it. The salt and the light. What good? Is your light if you hide it for yourself? What good is salt to stay in? It need to get out. So they put together this little thing. And I happened to drop in at their Sunday school and, and they decide they're going to do this for these 12 people. And so from now on until whenever, every time they're going to house one more. I cannot tell you what it means. When I moved here to Louisiana, I called Grace's office, and those staff were so incredible. Say, I need a place to live, so they look for an apartment for me. And, um, and they did. And I remember going over there to pick up my key. I walked to the apartment. I mean, I was just shocked. I opened the door. There's a huge basket of that sitting there. And I was like, I just walked into somebody's home. Then I learned, this is what they do. To know that somebody, prevenient grace, they have got there before you got there. And thought of you before you got there. Don't know you from Adam or Eve. But they believed that you were worth thinking about. Of all people, homeless people, to walk into a little space and there it is waiting. I know, I know the kind of people you are. You're wondering, how can you participate in that? This costs $25. That's my commercial. You can buy it now. And if you buy one, I'll sell you the next one for 99 cents. <laughs> if you want to know more, talk to Lost and Found class. This is their little project. And I know some of you, this is something that you want to do, be a part of. You can just buy a box of honey or a box of salt and give it to them. They'll fill the rest of them. Or if you want to buy a basket, just give them money. Or if you want to just buy one of the things, not all of us are able to do that. And that's okay. As you come this morning and partake from this table, say, this is my body broken for you and for all the world. Take and eat and remember me. And likewise, if you're the cup, drink from this, all of you. 
This is my blood shed for you and for the world. Drink as often as you can and remember me. Would you pray with me? Mighty God, we give you thanks for the opportunity to come and receive your body and your blood, your sacrifice, your expression of love in order for us to continue to navigate in our ourselves through this world. We had to be absolutely clear about who we are and why we are here. Be with us. We pray and ask all of these things in the holy name of Jesus Christ. You are the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.